Do not use Rob Parker to make a tape because he's not going to help you. He's terrible. You literally sounded like Skip Bayless breaking down LeBron James, trying to find something to pick at every round. You used Breeze. So that's Brady's fault, right? So Brady didn't do enough, right? His stats, look at his stats. Brady didn't do enough. That's his fault. Okay. Defense is great, but you need a quarterback that's at least going to manage the offense. So you use that first. Then you go to the Green Bay, right, against Aaron Rodgers, and you lose the floor's bad play calling. It's Brady's fault. You, you, you say luck, but if you're in 10 Super Bowls, there's a little bit more than luck involved in that, right? I get some of it been lucky. Name a player that hadn't got lucky at some point. Name the Golden State Warriors won. Half the NBA got injured the year they won. Doesn't take away from how good Steph Curry is at playing basketball. You're using everything. Oh, they got a good defense. There's been other great quarterbacks or good quarterbacks that won Super Bowls with great defenses, right? Brady had 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. The stats aren't bad. You're talking like he was a uh, Matt Hasselback type quarterback or something like so. Hold on, like, before you throw him on the bus and expose, expose for what? The dude's been to 10 Super Bowls. The foundation that him and Belichick built in Patriots, he will always get credit for. It ain't like it was just a different quarterback and then Belichick and Brady got plugged in 10 years in. No, no, no. They have been special together. So I'm not arguing with you right here that Brady's the greatest or not the greatest, but you talking like this dude is a middle-of-the-road quarterback that just got from, like, Matt Hasselback or who won for – um brad johnson or somebody hold on now you're doing a little too much putting him down because brady's not that bad i know you're a winston guy you're a buccaneers fan so maybe it's personal that maybe no i'm not a buccaneers fan and it's not personal i'm what i'm trying to do is put it in perspective i know that brady fans think it's hate when the truth comes out tom brady i'm not mad at tom brady i don't even hate on tom brady what i'm saying is the people who built up this tb12 aura as if that when he sneezes it's 12 points like that's what i'm trying to talk about let's keep it 100. agree or disagree has he been spectacular in this playoffs no he's he's been a thank you so what what did i say that was wrong i can't talk about the regular season we, we've done past that right but if you want to bring up the regular season they were 11 and 5. nothing special so my my point is he he is on a run. I'm hoping it ends in Super Bowl 55. Um, the, I, I, the reason why I can't, I'm not going to go out on a limb because I do have respect for his ability to have clutch genes, right? Again, I like Tom Brady when he was at Michigan. I like what he had to overcome. I liked his first couple years in New England. I just didn't like the fact that everybody makes it, oh my gosh, Tom Brady and this, that, and this. Man, he is fallible. He is fallible. Don't forget, he lost to the Giants twice. So don't get it twisted. I'm not taking away from his okay. achievements. I'm just saying, let's bring it down to a humanic level, and let's that's, go from there. That's all chaotic fans, though. You're right. You're right. They make him no because over-hype. well, over-hype. yeah, no, no, the overhype is there. But I was yeah. just meaning when you said lucky, I thought you meant lucky as in general. I get some of his things have been luck, but I was like, the dude's solid, right? Like you said, clutch gene. He can manage the game. He can make the certain throws. He's yeah. actually solid. He, he, ha- he has a he has a pulse for the game. Again, I'm not knocking. Okay. When, I, when I say luck is on time, let's keep it 100. Being in New England, in a I don't call it a bubble, but shielded, right? In a bubble, in the worst division in sports. That's the luck I'm talking about. I'm not saying he's okay. lucky because when he throws the ball, you know, there's some other things I get into. But we ain't got time for that, like the tuck okay. rule and all the other stuff. Get protected by the officials. That's <laughs> luck too. But my, my issue is I'm talking about this singular season, this playoff run has not been good. Now, again, they've had a week off. Now they're back in Super Bowl practice mode. I don't know what to expect, and that's what we're doing this podcast on. What do we expect to see in this Super Bowl? For me, personally, I want to see a high-scoring game. And when I say that out loud, some people say, but you don't want to see any defense? No. I want to see one of those games where there's defense being played. Defense, hell, they may even score. 
Uh, but I want to see some hitting. I do want to see some some big plays on defense, but I also want to see the offense move the ball up another field because that's what we're paying to see. Tom's supposed to be the GOAT, supposed to be. They're trying to anoint Mahomes as the GOAT. It's way too early. See how equal this is? I'm telling you, I like Mahomes. I don't like the, oh, my gosh, he could be the greatest thing. Can the man just breathe? Can the man at least leave a legacy? I get talking about that for Brady because he's 20 years in, and you already know how the story's been written. We're just opening up the first page of the books for Mahomes. Stop calling him great. Let him go do his dang thing. So what do you expect from this game, man? Yeah, first, that, that's funny you said that about Mahomes, right? Because Nick Wright had a take that somebody sent to him and made me laugh, right? He said, if Mahomes win this year, that's two in a row, then win next year, he's already the GOAT. I was like, whoa, wait, wait, hold on. I like, I was following you till you said he's already the GOAT. I'm like, hold on, like you said, let this man have a career, at least half of one first, right? I, th I thought that was a funny take, right? I like Nick Wright, respect the guy, but that, that was uh, like, yeah, you reached on that. But it's okay. We all reach sometimes, right? That's fair. But Nick is the opposite of Skip Bayless on LeBron for Mahomes. Like, you can't say anything wrong about Mahomes. No, exactly. You're right. No, 100%. That's exactly right. That's why I had to laugh. But uh, this game is interesting, right? Um, the reason it's interesting to me outside of everything you already said is they're not doing the same level of media day, right? One team has a home game, which is which doesn't ever happen, right? This this is new, which is, which is cool. It happened. Uh, we don't have all the media questions. I mean, kind of like the bubble in, in the NBA. The pressure is built through, hey, you ask, a, you ask a certain person a certain question, that may resonate with them going to the game like, they ask, was I going to be able to do this today or things like that. You're taking away that the Chiefs are traveling, what, a couple days before like a regular um, road game instead of getting there like way early like they do for the Super Bowl and they're there the whole week and all that. So you're all the different elements makes it more of a regular prep game. And sometimes – the prep game creates pressure because of like the media and all that kind of stuff. So I'm I'm expecting it to be a high scoring game for the simple fact that I feel like it's such a business as usual Super Bowl and you never get a business as usual Super Bowl with just your normal prep, right? You took all the outside factors out of it and kept everything kind of like more the bubble concept. So I think that's gonna have an interesting impact on it as well. Well, late breaking news, right? This is why I'm a little leery. So Kansas City Chiefs are in line getting haircuts. The barber is pulled mirrored haircut of a player who tests positive for COVID. So my issue is, what the heck in bottom were they thinking? If you test somebody for COVID, I'm going to need some results before you can start doing anything. It's Super Bowl week, man. Like, I'm not going to take that chance. We are all living in a bubble. I don't care if you've been tested and you're clear. Don't come near me. We can celebrate. You can be near me after the Super Bowl. So today was a cut day. If you have a close contact, you have to sit five days. Uh, today's Wednesday. So that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think yesterday was the last day, which was a Tuesday. I don't know how the NFL is going to deem that. But Patrick Mahomes is one of the people in line to get the haircut. It was the backup center, Daniel Kilgore, who was in the chair. Um, we'll see. But th this is this is what I'm – I'm afraid of, right? I don't know. Like, I hate, I hate under, I hate undermining the Chiefs, right? Because they they prove me wrong every time. I had the Bills beating the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game uh, because I just felt like it was that time for the Chiefs to have that oops moment, right? Uh, they're on that high horse and they get humbled. I, I don't want Tampa to win. I'm rooting for Kansas City, but I have a feeling that Tampa's defense may be too much for KC. I'm, I'm with you. So, um, so what I'm saying that to say is, I do, but I don't. Man, I don't know, man. I don't know. Honestly, 
I was just gonna say, and, and this is just being honest, I usually have a feel for Super Bowl yeah. going the second week. I'm like, I think they're gonna win, and I'll tell you why. Right, I, right now I have no feel. I, I, I want I want Brady to win, right? Because I want his legacy to show that he won without Belichick. Even if he did have a great defense and a stacked amount of weapons, that's most people win with kind of like Mahomes with the Chiefs have a stacked offense too, right? But mm-hmm. I want him to win because of the Belichick thing, right? Just because I think both of them are great. I think both of them deserve credit winning without each other, right? Belichick's not going to ever get – he's always going to get his credit. This is more Brady. But I just don't have a feel. Like, I hadn't seen out of Super Bowl hype. Like you said, we don't have the interviews. I hadn't seen all the buildup, so I don't have a feel for it. Like, ah, no, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling that way. I really don't have a clue. I really don't. But that also makes me excited. I have no feeling going into it, so it should be just fun. I, just, I think it should be just fun, right? Yeah. And then – if we can eliminate dumb things like the mayor of Tampa saying pushing to rename the rename it Tampa instead of Tampa, what yeah. are we doing? That kind of stuff just see that's what I hate about the whole that whole extraness of the that's just foolish. Yeah, come yeah. on, seriously. Well, but look, okay, I'm with you. I don't have a, I don't have a feel for this game at all, and I don't know if that's due to COVID. I don't know. Oftentimes it's a villain thing, right? Like the only villain in this game for me is Tom Brady. I don't want to see him win. I want to see him lose the Super Bowl, like flat out, straight up. Now, if the Bucks win and it's not because of Tom, I won't even be mad. Yeah. You know, like, cool. If Kansas City wins, I'd be happy for Mahomes, Eric Bieniemy, Andy Reid. Like, okay, keep this train going because we are at two opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Mahomes is on the beginning of his career and Brady's towards the end of his career. I'm not one of those people where I don't want, you know, there's some people who hate, oh, I don't want to see them win another championship. I kind of sound like that, but I also, it's more so because I want to see this other young dude get his history established because he's starting, literally, sat out one year, jumps in the starter full-time, they go to the AFC Championship game. If it wasn't for D4 jumping off sides, they go Super Bowl. They go to Super Bowl last year, they win. They're back at it again this year. That's something you want to see, right? Not even Tom Brady wrote that story. Like he got Drew Brees got hurt. He steps in. They went Super Bowl. It's it's kind of similar. So I'm just rooting for the Chiefs. I don't even like the Chiefs, but I'm rooting for Mahomes. I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Um, as you said, I'm a former Buck fan, so I'm not. It's not, I'm not even torn. It's like shout out to the Bucks fan base. Like I cool. I expected them to get here to be honest with you, because that's just how the story always works. I just think it's time for them to go to sleep. But I think Tampa has a better defense of the two. And I, but I also saw something interesting, right? Um, tell me if I'm right. I think they said Mahomes hadn't lost a game by more than seven points since his last year in college. I mean, every NFL game. In what is he, three or four years, he's not lost a game by more than one score. That's an impressive stat. That is I mean, impressive. When every team gets blown out one time, right? So every team has a day where they're like, oh, okay, I threw a couple interceptions. I got beat 21-7, 21-10. to If you've never lost a game by more than one score, that's impressive. And I always hate when they throw out random crazy stats, right? Or saying, oh, this dude took 17 dribbles and the last time it was me, yeah. that dude 22. But this one is interesting. This is a really, I'm like, if you can play in the NFL for this many years and be in a one score game at the end of that game every single time, that's interesting, right? And so, I mean, does that mean either the Chiefs blow him out or we have a tight game? Or does Mahomes finally get a game where he loses by more than seven? You know, that's just a little interesting storyline to throw in there. But I want to know, do you think Mahomes' offense with Kelsey and Hill and I can name them all and Brett Edler-Lair and having Le'Veon Bell, or do you think this Bucks defense with this linebacking court that's just been everywhere, what, what's the key there? Who, who has the advantage? Well, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, I, I think the Bucks defense has the advantage because Todd Bowles is that kind of coordinator that's going to nitpick, right? But at okay. the same time, I'm looking at Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid, and they know how to scheme people open. 
So that's why I don't have a feel because I really feel like this game, you have coaches that are of a similar elk, and I think they all cancel each other out. Now, I will say I give the advantage of coaching to the Chiefs. Yeah. Two reasons. I like Reed, I like Benjamin, and I like Spagnuolo, right? Spagnuolo has the formula to beat Brady. He's done it once in the Super Bowl when he's with the Giants. So that's a, that's where you get a leg up. Todd Bowles, has a, he's faced Mahomes this year. They lost. So that sits in his craw, and he's like, okay, I got to advise a plan to take this away, to take that away. With the Chiefs losing their right tackle, Eric Fisher, right, uh, to the Achilles, that, that gives me a little apprehension because now the Bucks are going to load up on those ends and come that way for pressure. How does Kansas City answer that? Flip it, right? Tampa's offense is no slouch. Most times you get to where your offense is one side's better than the other. They're pretty evenly matched on both sides of the ball. Yep. Now, I will say Tampa's secondary may be the weakest link out of all of that. Yeah. Kansas City's defense likes to bend but don't break. So they may give up chunk yards, and we know Brady's the master of getting some chunk yards. I don't know that Kronk's going to be a major factor. I think Kelsey's going to be Kelsey. I just don't know how much Kelsey's going to be. Tyreek Hill, he's so fast, it's hard to, like, take him out of the pitcher. The only thing that takes him out the pitcher is if he's schemed out the pitcher or pressure gets to Mahomes. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, look. It's hard, man. It's, it may come down to special teams. Yeah, right. That that would be interesting. That's something different. You know what's interesting to me? As a Patriots and then watching Brady, right? Mm-hmm. I always had one thing, like no joke, that I never really thought about building up the Super Bowls. The coaching matchup. Like you just said, you take Andy Reid, I would too, and the enemy and their side of it. I never felt like, I'm not saying Belichick and his coordinators never got out coached, but I never thought about that going in, right? Mm-hmm. Belichick game planning in two weeks, what he does, he reminds me of the Nick Saban in college, right? So I was always yeah. like, what I don't have to worry about is the defense and the, the, the whole scheme with Belichick, we have an advantage there, period. I always felt that, like, as a fan. Now I'm seeing Tom Brady without a coaching advantage. So that's yeah. interesting in itself, right? Yeah. Right? Because when you have Belichick, you always have advantage. You always got some adjustment, halftime adjustment, all that. You feel like you have an advantage. Going back going mean? back to the Atlanta Super Bowl, right? Down 28 nothing, and you're like, you know? Patriots fans are like, oh, we got this. Like, we got them right where we want them. Like, what? Now y'all about to lose this. Nope, got them right where you want them. Because that's Belichick adjustments. People believe in it, right? So how does Brady do it when he knows, like, hey, my adjustment schemes, my, my coaching staff, it's probably not better than other teams. How's he adjust to that, right? And then when you say kind of flipping it, the matchup that really interests me, like, I, if, you, if you watch the Chiefs a lot, right, Kelsey underneath picking you apart with a 7-yard, 12-yard, 8-yard, then Tyreek Hill kills you. The linebacking core for the Bucks are solid, man. Yeah, they, they can run with Kelsey. They, exactly. So if you can play linebacker coverage without safety help at all on Kelsey, how much more help can you have on Tyreek Hill? I'm really interested to see yeah. if they can guard Kelsey one-on-one, can they actually slow down Hill a little bit with a safety over the top? Well, you know when the safety usually helps up, you see a strong safety or free come up on Kelsey, Hill kills you. But I want to see if the, but Bucks, here's, the here, Bucks defense here's, can build for that. But here's the thing, though. What did we see last Super Bowl? That's when you're – Nicole Hardeman pops up. Your Sammy Watkins gets going because now, or your running back gets going out the backfield. So you you could you could double Tyreek if you want to. You could double Kelsey. This that and that's again. This is why we're talking about that. This is where the X's and O's, right? Yep. They know that. They being the Chiefs know that. The Bucks know that. Now it's going to be that in-game adjustment, that halftime adjustment. 
Players going to have to make plays. That's what's going to make this Super Bowl so good and enticing. Um, it's the unsung hero who's going to have to step up. And I think Miko Hardman may be that underdog that, that does it for him. Also, check this, right? For Tampa, you got your Scotty Millers. You got your AV. Like, you got options, but I don't know that they can scheme the same way that Kansas City schemes. I don't know that Tampa can go fast like Kansas City can go fast. What we what you hope to see is that you get a fast start from both teams and go from there. I just don't, you know, like you, you hope it's a fast track. Man, I, I'm on the record. I'm going for Kansas City to win the game. I think Kansas City, I think the line is three and a half. I'm going to take Kansas City with the, uh, minus the three points for this game. Uh, over under, I'm willing to say it's 56 and a half. I think we're definitely going to be in the 30s, each team. So it's going to be over 56 points. Okay. Um, I think Super Bowl MVP is going to be somebody unheralded. I don't think it's going to be Tom. Well, we already know how that works. If Tom throws half a touchdown, he's MVP. So for Kansas City, I honestly don't think it's going to be Mahomes. Um, I, I can't say that. I want it to be Mahomes, but it has to be Mahomes. So Mahomes wins MVP. Mahomes wins MVP. Chiefs win the game, cover, and it goes over. I'm, I'm, uh, that, that would be, that's fair. I, I can't argue with that because, like you said, I don't have enough of a field to say that's that's way off. But you know, uh, thinking about you know what makes it actually fun too. We're What's talking that? about the coaching and all the matchups and all that, right? Um, if you go back on our previous episode, you mentioned McVeigh and coaches that really don't have proof that where they, they had any real proof that they're a great coach. Mm-hmm. And, and that Super Bowl when he scored six points against the Patriots, nobody really felt the Rams could win, right? We were no, like, you're wrong. I felt they could win. Oh, we well, were, I did. I, I did. Go ahead. Well, I thought McVeigh wasn't built for the moment, right? I, I, his, his, listen to him talk all week. He's like, yeah, we're, we're gonna, he didn't sound confident. I didn't I didn't believe in it, right? Mm-hmm. But this, I don't. I, I, I throw it out the window. I think both coaching staffs are well set up, right, with the coordinator and everybody to put a game plan together that both teams will be prepared to play and are prepared to make adjustments. So that's where you, the X and O's get exciting, and that's where you're going to see is are you going to stick to the plan you made of how you're going to guard Kelsey if Tyreek Hill has a big play or how you're going to adjust. And, and I think they're both built for that. I, I just didn't think, like, some two balls, you know, I just didn't think teams were built to make adjustments. Yeah. I think we lose that here. I think we have the staffs to make adjustments. You just said it. Even, even if Brady can't throw the ball 30 yards right now, he has weapons everywhere. Mahomes yeah. has weapons everywhere. The defenses are loaded. I mean, even the weaker Bucks secondary is not bad. It, it's, it's no clear disadvantage for either team. So well, the, the only the only coach I feel like is the weakest is Arians. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm with you, but I feel like he got enough coordinators around him. And that's what I'm saying. That's the yeah, saving yeah. grace. He has exactly. well, he, not, he has the quarterback who's experienced, experience. and then he has the coordinators the that have the staff that again, like like I said off the air, right? We had this discussion off air about, you know, yes, I'm still butthurt that Winston was cut and we're trying to make time to save here when he only won four more games than Jameis. He didn't have a stats <laughs> as Jameis, except for the interceptions were different. But that's because his team is now loaded. You look at the Bucks, right? You got Fournette. You got LaShawn McCoy. You got Ronald Jones. You got three running backs. We didn't have a third of a running back when Winston was there. Uh, you got the tight ends. You got Gronk. You got Brake. You got the receivers. You got about five of those, six of those. Your O-line is good. Tristan Wirfs is doing his thing. Uh, the weakest person on that line is Donovan Smith. So, again, both teams are carbon copy of each other. They got a yep. weakness at a tackle. They both have tight ends. Now, I need to go figure out – I forgot the man's name, but the back of this – the number two tight end for the Chiefs is going to have a field day in the Super Bowl because of the attention to Kelsey, and Tyreek can always draw coverage away to make, you know, 
who, who are you not going to guard? You don't guard the dude who normally inline block. You're not going to guard him. Same right. with, you know, Mikael Hardeman. He may come on the jet sweep the other direction. Tyreek may throw. Do you think Tyreek Hill throws a touchdown in this game? I don't I don't think so. I think. So you're saying I there's think, no trick play touchdowns? No, I'm not saying that. I think they're going to try to trick play. I just think the Bucks will be prepared for it. That defense is solid, man. I really think they prepared for that. Because, I mean, they know Kansas City's creativity, right? So I'm yeah. hoping they prepare for but, it. But, see, but, but, but knowing they're creative and knowing when they're creative are two it's different totally things. Two different things, right? Yep. Like, if they disguise a regular play and it's like, like, okay, go back to New Orleans versus Tampa. They had the one play where the Bucks didn't sniff it out, where Jameis threw the 56-yard touchdown. You're right. He was, was sitting nice. receiver. Like, what were you thinking? If you say Jameis on the field, you know something was up. I feel like it was obvious, right? I feel like yeah. it was kind of you knew it was coming. I guess they was like, oh, they just using it to try to trick us type thing. I don't know. That one caught me off guard because I, I thought it was kind of obvious. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So you knew he wasn't going to run. <laughs> you knew he wasn't going to catch a pass. So I, I'm just saying maybe they're susceptible on the back end to that. Um, I, I'm so, just hoping, look, I'm hoping we have official officiating crew that is veteran savvy and they're not one-sided. Um, I hope they call it both ways. That, yeah, that does scare me. I don't think the home field is going to be a big deal. People are making, oh, my gosh, it's the first time a team's played at home. First off, it's the Super Bowl. Your home fans don't get to come. It ain't like that, right? Like, exactly. <laughs> this is a corporate event, and now it's a COVID event. You ain't getting a lot of people in the first place. You may get some Brady fans, but you ain't got no real Bucks fans up in that joint. Exactly. They'll be clamoring to get up in there, I'm, I'm sure. But that's the only difference. Secondly, we have to see if this will be an advantage or disadvantage for Tampa. But think about this. You're in your own bed at home. Even if you get sequestered, so tell by the team, you got family coming in that are going to be at show house. So it may be a distraction that's unforeseen. We've never seen it. We'll see. I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm saying things to look out for. Mm -hmm. I'm just excited. Let me ask this question. Here's the biggest question of the day. What is your Super Bowl meal going to be? We are doing a baked potato bar. We're going to have some wings and stuff, but we're going with a baked potato bar. We're creating that for something a little bit different. So... We're going to try that a little bit different. What about you? Uh, that, I'm still, well, I told the wife, I'm like, look, I don't feel like slaving. I'm not missing the game. <laughs> I may just grill some brisket burgers, do some nice. fries and call it. Um, but, you know, it's kind of hard not to have wings on game day. So I may yeah. grill some wings. Um, but I'm trying to keep it low key. Uh, there's yep. going to be some food. Most, I was, my original plan was I'm going to do some egg rolls, some fried mm -hmm. rice. I was going to do some orange chicken or some of the Chinese ribs, but I was like, again. Went out loud. Okay. Well, it's Super Bowl. Baby, you got, this is the game of all games. You got to have that frequent eat meal. That's fair. So That's fair. I got I to gotta create a two-meal situation because the brisket burgers are going to be about a half a pound, so it nice. will be full. But, you know, after halftime, it'll be 8 o'clock, need that snack action. I like the oh, baked definitely. potato bar. That's a good option. So right now we're a little fluid, but it's, it's probably going to come down to burgers or fajitas. I don't know. You can't go wrong there either way. So yeah. I, I, either one of those sound real good. You can send one my way if you want to. I, I don't mind at all. If you want yeah, me to pick one up, you let me know. I got you. I, I hear got you. you. Well, save me a baked potato, brother. What, 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 what do you top your baked potato with? Oh, I'm going to get a little, you know, a little bacon. Hopefully get some fajita chicken or something I can throw in there too. I don't do sour cream. I do butter, cheese, a little bit of salt. I stay away from sour cream. I'm not a fan, but gotcha. keep, it, keep it pretty simple. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, yeah. that sounds good. That sounds good. Hey. That's our Super Bowl edition of Dropping the Mic. We dropped it right. We dropped it and kept it tight. So we hope you keep it locked with us at Dropping the Mic Sports Talk, the realest, illest sports talk show that you ever heard. We are the flavor that's always in your ear, constantly giving you our take on the game, the sports game. Keep it locked with us. Facebook, you can find us at DTM Sports Talk. 
Twitter. You can catch it at DTMST6. Just get at us. Anchor.fm, drop the mic, leave us a message. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Don't be afraid to tell us. Email us, DTM.sportstalk at gmail.com. Brent, hit it with your email. Brent at DTMSportsTalk at gmail.com. First five people to email, DM, text, whatever us, will get free lunch from Brent. You got to get it in before the Super Bowl, though. We'll holla. See you when we see you. Keep it locked to dropping the mic. Like I said, it's the Realest Illest Sports Podcast you ever heard. Drop the mic, yeah.